The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. At the University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. As a priest, I'm living proof that when you just simply say yes to the Lord, your life is fulfilled 10,000 times beyond what you could have imagined in any other life. And um, that's the gift of of a personal call in which God really does want what's best for us. Faith, at the most fundamental level, is, is founded on a promise of God. And... If I'm willing to step out in faith that God has asked me to, to live in a certain way, I have to trust that He's going to take care of me. It's, it's the entirety of the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes is a basic dependence upon the God of, of providence. And so I've experienced that in my own life in, in many, many ways. And I can speak for my brother priests as well. Uh, we, we sit and, and talk about it a lot and just the ways in which God fulfills things in our lives beyond what we could have imagined if we had done things our own way. This is Marianne Benoit from St. Joseph's in Red Lake Falls. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. we achieve greatness from a Catholic perspective? This is what we're going to be talking about this segment of Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Will Thompson, also Michael Goldsmith here. And uh, we are coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, as I mentioned, how to achieve greatness from a Catholic perspective. Also, how do we get our youth on board with this idea? Father Matt Wearing of the Diocese of New Ulm. He's going to be sharing a few thoughts as he talks about an upcoming summer camp for boys that focuses on the very idea of achieving greatness. Good morning, Father Matt Wearing. How are you? Good morning. Good. Thank you. Well, we're going to be talking about an event coming up in your diocese, but first we want to know how do we try to achieve greatness from a Catholic perspective? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Uh, I think as, you know, just from a a man's perspective, as men, we have this deep desire in our heart to be to be great and uh, to uh, to live out our, our manhood and in positive ways that make a difference. Uh, this is true for us who are priests. It's true for uh, men who are uh, who are married with families. They were, you know, we desire to lead. We desire to serve. Uh, we desire to, to give ourselves love. We desire, we desire to have mastery over ourselves. Uh, so these are all the things I think we, uh, you know, we think of when, when we think about our, our desire to be great, how God calls us to this greatness as men. 
And God certainly does call us to greatness. Um, you know, Father, uh, in our last segment on Straight Talk, we were talking about uh, you know, some of the challenges of, of uh, raising children that we don't, we don't always see the growth happen as quickly as we want to. Um, so when, when you talk about that, that greatness being in our heart, being you know, what we're created for, how do we teach our youth about that? How do we, how do we show that greatness that is already within them uh, to our youth? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's one of our, our great challenges for today. I think the first thing is just to uh, encourage those desires in the hearts of our, of our young people, the desire to be great. Um, you know, as we, as we live, what happens is that uh, we experience these desires for greatness within us, but then we simultaneously experience the reality of our own weakness. <laughs> and uh, it's very easy for us to become discouraged uh, as we experience our weakness. And so I think this is why we really have to, first of all, encourage the desire to be great in our young people, but we also have to help them to, to understand and navigate the reality of our fallen humanity and how the reality is that we can't do anything without Jesus. <laughs> and uh, and why we need His grace, why we need to uh, allow Him to pick us up after we, after we, uh, we struggle and fall. And uh, so I, th- I think it's, it's, it's uh, helping our young people learn not to be discouraged in the face of the reality of their weakness and uh, really to help, to help them to see how Christ came precisely to help those of us who are weak. And, um, and, and, then, and then he, he can be strong in us. So the more we come to know Jesus, the more we allow him to, him to live inside of us, the more we can experience his strength, his virtue. Uh, his greatness living out within us. Father Matt Wearing, you mentioned virtue. And uh, I think if uh, anyone knows anything about virtue, perhaps it's that certainly it's the opposite of vice. <laughs> but uh, also, <laughs> people might not realize that there are different types of virtues, you know, natural virtues, theological virtues. Where, where does someone start here when, if he wants to be a person or a man of virtue? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we just, you know, the starting point is, is our own humanity. And um, uh, so many, so many different realities in our life. You know, we have our, our, just the fact that we're relational. We have relationships and we struggle in those relationships. We experience weakness in those relationships. Uh, we, you know, we, are, we experience our lack of self-mastery in different ways. Um, so I think, really, like, uh, what does is, what is St. Irenaeus say? He says, uh, the, the glory of God is man fully alive. So, mm-hmm. so this is to be, to be virtuous, is to be able to live freely and uh, not needing to be uh, a slave to our, our more base desires and temptations. But, but again, uh, our Christ took on our humanity precisely to uh, to to perfect it and so you know we we need him for everything and there we don't we can't become virtuous Christian men uh, without him uh, living within us so you're, you're bringing up two two things here you know we're talking about about virtue and how, how virtue helps us to um, you know grow out of our human weakness talking about uh, being close to Christ and you know both these really sound a lot like 
growing in holiness. So if, if someone is, is intent on growing in holiness, um, do they just spend more time in church? Uh, you know, do, they, do they just you know, kneel, kneel, kneel before the Blessed Sacrament more often? You know, what, what, what do they do? What, what, how, do, you, how, do you, how do you grow in holiness? How do you, um, you know, express that greatness uh, of, of, uh, of holiness in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we have to have a relationship with God, first of all, and that um, that relationship does mean that we have to, like any relationship, we have to spend time and get to know the one with whom we want to have a relationship, which is God, which, which does mean that we have to spend time in prayer. Uh, teaching our young people to pray is one of the most important things that we can do, uh, and that includes a sacramental life as well, encountering Jesus in person. Uh, through the sacraments, but then, you know, there's also there there's also the just the need to be in relationship with others and have positive relationships in our life, um, and uh, just to begin the just this growth and virtue that we're talking about, uh, which means know, knowing ourselves, knowing our weakness, and um, just allowing Christ and with the help of others. To help purify us of those ways that we that we struggle and fail. Could I say one thing here? Uh, took it, looking at Father Matt with with the greatness, you know, achieving that greatness, and it says from a Catholic perspective. And I think we often forget where graces come from, and they're dispensed through our our Holy Mother, and and we don't often enough come to her in intercession to the one person that's closest to Christ. And that grace, those graces are there and available to us, and I don't think we tap into them enough. Uh, there's many graces, uh, you know, that saints talk about, and they've had apparitions about about that, where our, our Blessed Mother has these graces to give, and she hasn't been able to, to dispense them because nobody's asked for them. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a great point. Behind every, um, you know, behind every, thing. every. Sorry, Father. Behind every. I just think of the uh, the phrase. Behind every good man is a great woman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's that's so true. And the great thing about our faith is that it's it, it's relational. You know, sometimes that's what we that's what we forget. And so we have a relationship with the Lord, but we also uh, can have a relationship with His Mother, and that and uh, a relationship with Mary can be such a powerful um, reality in our life as she brings mm-hmm. us. Jesus. We're speaking with Father Matt Wearing this morning on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, Will, uh, Father Will Thompson, and also Michael Goldsmith on the topic of achieving greatness from a Catholic perspective. And Father Wearing, just a few minutes here left. Uh, there's an event coming up in the Diocese of New Ulm. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, this is uh, an annual event that we have for, for young men. It's called Camp Greatness. Uh, there are two camps. One is for junior high aged boys, grades six through eight, and then the other camp is is uh, for high school boys, grades nine to twelve. And uh, it, so we have these camps, these two camps at at the Schoenstatt uh, Retreat Center outside of Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Uh, it's a, and it's a really great event. I mean, we've been doing it for a number of years, uh, and it's it's really a great kind of intersection of uh, just the, our, our spiritual life and growing in our relationship with God, receiving the sacraments, uh, and then just being together as guys and mm-hmm. doing doing a lot of 
uh, fun things. We uh, play a lot of sports. Uh, we do a lot of physical challenges and uh, games and things like that. So um, it's really a great atmosphere, and I think it, it really encourages guys to, just, uh, you know, to allow this desire to be great, to uh, really, like, well up in their heart, and then, it, and then to be experience encouragement from, uh, from the other guys who are there as well. And, Father, uh, if, if people want to find out more, if they want to register, where can they do that? Yeah, so they can go to our diocesan website. It's uh, dnu.org. That's as in di- Diocese of New Ulm.org. Uh, there they can, they can find the Youth Ministry Office uh, link, and then they can register right there online. The dates are July 25th to 28th for our junior high camp, July 30th through August 2nd. For a high school camp, and is there a deadline for registering? Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a couple weeks before the camp, so of course we love it when people register early because then we know how many how many people are there. <laughs> but uh, our seminarians work the camp every year as counselors, which is a really awesome part of it. Uh, you know, the guys who attend love, love learn get to know the seminarians and and uh, really grow to love them and think about their own vocation as as that happens too well speaking of seminarians it's uh great to speak with a, a former seminary compadre of mine father matt we yeah, uh, yeah uh, from back great, from our saint john vianney in the days back back in the day and i remember what a great musician you were father and uh I, thank I'm you sure that, yeah i'm sure that you're putting that to gr- good use uh, in your diocese <laughs> of new Ulm there <laughs> Yep, well, uh, if, if the good use means, you know, once in a while at night I, I sit down and plunk a couple things on the keyboard, then that's, then that's good use, I guess. I suppose it's kind of hard to say uh, mass and play the piano and the <laughs> organ at the same time. That's, that's right, yep. Now, one, one of the things that, you know, that I know I can say, whether it's about seminary or about your camp coming up, you know, you get guys from all sorts of different backgrounds, uh, all sorts of different gifts and talents that they, that they bring. Um, uh, but one of the, one of the things that I've seen in some youth camps is, uh, kind of seeing some of the fruit, um, uh, in, in the, in the time that you have worked with this camp, Father, uh, what is some of the fruit that you have seen, uh, you know, some, some of the, some of the growth that you have seen in these young men who, who attend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess, first of all, I think, you know, we're a small diocese, and so we do try to, um, we try to follow up with guys to attend. We try to get them involved in other youth things that we have going on in the diocese. Um, because I think we all know that, that, that relational aspect, which is, which doesn't just happen for a few days and then, uh, leaves off the net for the next year, needs to be a continuous sort of thing. And so, um, you know, for those guys with whom we're in, who, who get involved then in, in youth activities in the diocese, uh, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to watch these guys go to college. Uh, it's amazing to watch them get involved in their Newman centers uh, to really, like, begin to grow in holiness themselves and, and choose Christ for themselves. Uh, you know, we have guys who have been to that camp who, in college now, do go to daily Mass and are really dedicated to, to growing in holiness. So, been, it's been really exciting to watch, especially to watch guys embrace the sacramental life of the church. Um, we've had seminarians coming out of that uh, camp, so just just so, so many fruits. 
That's great to hear, and I hope some of our listeners will take advantage of the camp. Uh, just one one last time before um, uh, before we have to conclude this uh, conversation, could you give us the details again about who's invited, when it is, and where they can register? Yeah, absolutely. www.dnu.org. That's Diocese of New Ulm. The camp for junior high is July 25th through the 28th, and for senior high, July 30th through August 2nd takes place at Schoenstatt Retreat Center outside of Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Uh, it's a beautiful location. It's an awesome time. Excellent. Father Matt Wearing, could you also offer us a, a quick blessing for us and those listening? Absolutely. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, all the angels and saints, may Almighty God bless all of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen www.dnu.org for more information about this camp. Thanks so much, Father Matt Wearing, for joining us. We really appreciate it. All right. God bless, guys. Good to talk to you. God bless, Father. And coming up next, time to buckle up and take the 10-minute tour of events in our listening area. Later, we will hear about how Catholic education can be accessible to more people. Real Presence Live will be right back. Stay right here. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Father Brian Cuiava from the Diocese of Crookston. You know, sometimes in my prayer or in my life, I'm going through like dry periods, you know, where I'm praying and it feels like nothing is happening. It feels like God isn't really there. I'm just kind of sitting there. And it's in those moments that I'm reminded that there is a gift from the Lord just simply called perseverance, where I might be running into this wall, but the Lord in that moment is just inviting me to be purified of whatever it is that I need to be purified of and to simply persevere in my life of prayer. particular gift that helps us in this pursuit of perseverance so that we can grow in our relationship with the Lord is the gift of fortitude. Fortitude helps us to see the obstacles that are in our way of perfect and, and good relationship with the Lord and actually helps us to look forward to going up against those obstacles, to overcoming them, of course, by the grace of God. But above all, it in- encourages us to persevere in the faith so that we do not give up, but instead we can persevere to the end and remain close to Jesus, even in our times of suffering. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A and B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 
or online at abbusiness.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. This is the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson and Michael Goldsmith here. And we are up to the 10-minute tour. Time to buckle up and get in your car, and we are on the move. Uh, we're going to start off with a spaghetti dinner in Dilworth, Minnesota. Michelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about the dinner that's coming up? Hi, good morning. Uh, we have our an- uh, semi-annual spaghetti dinner on Sunday, April 28th. We serve from 11.30 to 6 p.m. Uh, with adults at $12, children at 6, and preschool with no charge. Our address in Dilworth is 207 Main Street North. Uh, join us for what is an 80-year tradition in our church. Uh, we'll get you a plate of spaghetti and meatballs, um, coffee or warm milk, and dessert. Now, Michelle, so tell yeah. Michelle, tell me how good is this spaghetti? Well, it is really, really good. We we typically serve between 12 to 1500 dinners, um, and so that kind of for itself there. It's it's old style Italian, so it's, it's really, really good red sauce. That's fantastic. And that's coming up on Sunday, April 28th from 11.30 until 6 p.m. You fit 12 to 1,500 people in in six and a half hours. That's pretty amazing. Uh, what, what's, what, what's, what's the cost on that again? That is $12 for adults and $6 for kindergarten uh, through sixth grade, and preschoolers are free. Excellent. Of course, you can also uh, sign up for the raffle, and uh, that's going to be on Sunday, April 28th at St. Elizabeth's in Dilworth. Thanks, Michelle. Hope it all goes well. All right. Thank you. Sounds really tasty. Spaghetti. Yeah. I love it. It might be worth worth the trip over there. To eat the spaghetti with the meatballs and the, the si, red si. sauce and si, si. just I get it all excited and I get bust out my Italian accent. You don't have to be Italian either, right? No. no. <laughs> Good thing. Next up, we have Our Lady of Black Hills Knights of Columbus, reminding you about the annual Friday Lenten schedule. Each Friday in Lent, with the exception of Good Friday, join them for Stations of the Cross at 6 p.m. Following that, enjoy a free will. Offering Lenten Supper featuring fried and baked fish, mac and cheese, coleslaw, and rolls. The dinners benefit the Black Hills Crisis Pregnancy Center. Again, Our Lady Lady of Black Hills, Knights of Columbus, would like to remind you about the annual Friday Lenten schedule. Each each Friday in Lent, with the exception of Good Friday, join them for the Stations of the Cross at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Following that, enjoy... A free will offering Lenten supper featuring fried and baked fish, mac and cheese, coleslaw, and rolls. The dinners, again, benefit the Black Hills Crisis Pregnancy Center. That is a uh, worthy cause, if ever I heard of one. I'll tell you that. We also have uh, Catholics Come Home program taking place at St. Joseph Church in Spearfish. Uh, They invite you to come home to the Catholic Church. No matter how long you've been away, no matter the reason... 
The church wants to embrace you right where you are and bring you back into her arms. A program called Catholics Come Home will be offered Thursday, April 25th, May 2nd, and May 16th at 6.30 p.m. Again, that's Thursday, April 25th, May 2nd, and May 16th at St. Joseph Church in Spearfish for Catholics Come Home. There is no need to register, and there are no obligations to make any commitments. If you have been away or know someone who has, please come and bring a friend. This is a great opportunity uh, to reach out and to invite people to come home, uh, especially as St. Joseph's Church in Spearfish is uh, sponsoring the Catholics Come Home. This is the 10-Minute Tour on Real Presence Live, and we, on the phone we have Eric to tell us about the 8th Annual 5K for God. Take it away, Eric. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, like uh, you said, the 8th Annual 5K for God will be taking place on Saturday, April 27th at St. Raphael's Catholic Church um, in Hermantown, Minnesota, near Duluth, and it is put on by the Knights of Columbus there at that parish. We have um, sign-ups available. You can find us easily at 5kforgod.com. And with any questions, same, email 5kforgod at gmail.com. In the years past, we've raised over $30,000. And this year, we are hoping to raise $8,000, which all goes back to Stella Morris Academy um, Catholic School System here in Duluth. Excellent. Uh, what was that uh, that email address again? That people can uh, where people can register. Five K for God at gmail All right, and Eric, can you just give a, a rundown, of, just once again, of the details of this wonderful event, uh, Eighth Annual Five K for God? Yep, Saturday, April twenty seventh, coming up. Um, we're looking for talkers and also um, any sponsors that would like to be available. And you can find out all that information at 5kforgod.com. And uh, like I said, all of the proceeds go back to Stella Morris Academy. Are you going to be running in this, Eric? I have in the years past, but uh, I'm going to be making sure that the, the event goes off without a problem. So I'll be, I'll be coordinating throughout the day. Somebody's got to do it. Well, yeah. thanks, thanks for your service there. And uh, that sounds like a really great... Uh, if you can't make the grandmas... You know, up there. <laughs> this is a great... Actually, try to make this first. And then if you can do Absolutely. this, then maybe try the Grandma's Marathon. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. And heading west from Duluth, uh, we have uh, Bob on the phone to tell us about uh, a fish fry coming up in Moorhead. Bob? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what can you tell us about the fish fry coming up? Well, for the last number of years, Council 4463 has put on a fish fry on the six Fridays prior to Good Friday. Uh, last year, good-natured rivalry between the cook crews uh, set up a challenge where we challenged the cooking crew on the sixth Friday to outdo the other crews when it came to the attendance for the uh, fish fry. So what we did is we said for every meal they served in excess of the best numbers the previous five weeks, we would make a $10 contribution to the St. Francis St. Joseph School in Moorhead. Well, as things turned out, we ended up writing a check for more than $2,000 last year. So, again, this year, this coming Friday, the sixth Friday of the six Fridays we offer the fish fries, that same crew has taken the challenge, and the their objective is going to be to sell 
more meals than the running average of the first five weeks. So the uh, the picture is this. We're going to try to sell more than 500 meals this coming Friday from 5 wow. to 7.30 p.m. at St. Joseph's Church. And the beneficiary will be the St. Francis St. Joseph School in Moorhead. Excellent. Thanks, Bob. And um, if you wouldn't mind just uh, reminding people why it might be worth making the extra trip to Moorhead uh, and uh, why the fish fry has changed locations uh, uh, well, this week. Well, uh, the location originally for the first week was St. Francis Sales Church in Moore, North Moorhead. And if you haven't heard, we lost the roof to the social hall at St. Francis due to snow loading on the roof. So. Right. We were able, uh, through the generosity of St. Joseph's, to move to their gathering place and hold the balance five uh, following Fridays for our fish fry. So it's worth the trip. It's good food, good company for a good cause. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Well, that wraps up our 10-minute tour already. We moved around pretty fast in that 10 minutes. We did. So we feature this, this every uh, time that we have Real Presence live. And if you'd like your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we would be happy to feature your event. Coming up next, one special miracle came into the world really small. Dr. James Joyce will visit more about what it means to care for the smallest child as a Catholic medical professional. And later, we'll hear more of the beauty of Palm Sunday and how we can prepare for Holy Week. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live. You won't want to miss this. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-round campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Rochester Catholic Schools welcomes you to an all-new Hearts of Gold, Friday, April 26, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the brand-new Hilton in downtown Rochester. The event's theme is Cirque in the City, and there will be a cocktail party atmosphere with cuisine available at several unique food stations, plus a VIP hour at 5.30. Individual tickets and host table options are available by visiting rcsmn.org backslash hearts of gold people think a and b is in the copier business but we're not we are in the people business whether it's coffee and water managed print services document management or our newest editions of promo gear and managed it services we've got you covered at a and b we're number two because our customers are number one we can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. 
You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. It is Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham. He's Father Will Thompson. And another guy is Michael Goldsmith, Listener Relationship Coordinator with the RPR Network. And we are coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. And we know that miracles come in the most unexpected ways. Sometimes the biggest miracles are small in size. This segment will visit with Dr. James Joyce about one special miracle and what it means to him as a Catholic medical professional. Good morning, Dr. James Joyce. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Dr. James, uh, maybe just before we jump in, uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Sure. I'm a family physician in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Um, I've been practicing in southwest Minnesota for about 30 years now and um, have been a member of the Catholic Medical Association at least 20 of those years. Um, I, we, my wife and I, my wife Kathleen and I have 10 children and um, uh, we have been pro-life from prior to all of our conception. Excellent. So, um, <laughs> the um, uh, it, it, the um, when they ask, does anyone know about baby uh, in the Catholic Medical Association? Dr. Goldsmith, um, who's a uh, fellow uh, co- um, regional director for this area of the Catholic Medical Association, I I said, well, I I'm not a baby expert, but I know a fair amount about baby. <laughs> Recently, Dr. Joyce, we heard of the world's smallest baby boy born in Japan at just 9.45 ounces. 9.45 mm-hmm. at only 24 weeks. And what, what kinds of treatment would a, would a baby that size typically need? Oh, you know, a, a child that size, um, we always think about um, uh, getting to term. So that's 40 weeks. So 24 weeks is not nearly enough. So they would usually need quite a bit of intensive care. Um, and we have referral centers, thankfully, in our state where we would send patients of that size um, in hopes that they would survive their hospital stay. Um, so that's a very young child that would need a lot of intensive care um, uh, to, to even make it. How long typically would a baby that size need intensive care? Yeah, so uh, we'd figure that probably at least another 16 weeks. Um, most premature infants don't go home uh, until their scheduled due date. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that would probably be a quite a long stay. Um, and that would be if everything went well and there were no complications of their prematurity. Dr. James Joyce, we, we know that hygiene is important when dealing with newborns, but uh, especially super small babies like this one that was born in Japan at 9.45 ounces at 24 weeks. My goodness. What kinds of things do parents need to keep their children safe? Yeah, so, I, I mean, the big thing would be, you know, that hand-washing piece, um, making sure that none of the bacteria that we have would be transferred to the baby. Um, 
you know, in this case, uh, the baby would be in a special isolated environment, and everyone that handled the baby would be in a gown and gloves. Um, uh, gloves. So it would be all, um, you know, trying to prevent um, the things that baby's not ready to handle yet with its immunity. Now, as uh, the conversation started with uh, a baby boy born in Japan, um, mm-hmm. and it's really, really a miracle how how well we can care for these uh, super uh, premature babies. Um, how often have you seen babies, um, you know, under a pound? Yeah, thankfully, our only experience, uh, my only experience with those, have been in the neonatal intensive care unit when I was in training. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I was in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and so St. Joseph's Hospital was our intensive care unit um, experience. And so we spent a month there, and many of those children were quite small. But, uh, you know, at nine out, 9.45 ounces, it far exceeds what we had done when we were there. Mm-hmm. Dr. Joyce, how likely is it that a child will survive at just 24 weeks? Well, now that's, that's actually one of the most difficult questions, probably the one I was most afraid you'd ask, um, <laughs> because, um, you know, although statistics is something I'm interested in, um, the care of the very young is a constantly changing uh, issue. Um, and so uh, as we make new discoveries, we're able to do better and better. So usually when we get to that question, I usually call the neonatal intensive care unit and ask them, um, you know, what is, you know, what, what is the latest data on how will a 24-weeker do? Um, mm-hmm. Because it, it just is that, is that changing, that quickly changing. Yeah. We're talking with Dr. James Joyce on the Real, Pres- on Real Presence Live. Um, Dr. Joyce, how does, how does when, when, when a child is born that premature, how does that affect their development uh, as, as they go through those early stages of life or, or beyond? Yeah, so, um, you know, we have so many, I have this lovely calendar in my office of uh, premature infants who are now in college and doing great, they're athletes, mm. and so many do quite well. Um, we know that those are the exceptions. Um, uh, you know, the, the kinds of challenges they have many times, though, are uh, things that we can identify and correct, but they still leave a mark. So, mm-hmm. you know, many of the different things we do for breathing, for instance, they may need a tube to breathe for them uh, and a machine to do that. Um, they may need um, any number of IVs to give um, antibiotics or uh, other medications. So all of these in a child that size leave the mark. And so um, many children will, will live with those marks. Um, um, yeah, the, um, but the other challenge, I think, is um, just the, the things that they aren't able to fight off well. So hmm. a lung infection could leave them with lungs that are scarred or, um, you know, uh, brain bleeding could leave them with some neurologic problems. Um, so there's a lot of, of big challenges that um, kids in that age group suffer from much more so than the average child. 
Just about a minute here left, uh, Dr. Joyce. Uh, we're talking about uh, the small miracle of this baby yes. born in Japan. And a lot of yeah. the things that you've mentioned that assist uh, preemies, uh, if you will, uh, are administered at the hospital. If, if I wanted to support someone who has a really small infant, how do I go about doing that? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, so uh, for, for many, um, their local parish will have a, um, uh, a fundraiser for the child. Um, you know, that could help defray some of the costs of their medical bills. Um, uh, I think that um, praying certainly uh, has accomplished many wonderful things and miracles, I will put it. Um, uh, and so uh, I think that those would be two things that anyone could do that knows of a child that needs this extra care. Excellent. We've been talking with Dr. James Joyce. Uh, from uh, Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, and anything else you would like to add, Doctor? Well, I, I, I think that uh, probably the greatest thing that we could pray for in our nation would be um, a relief from the darkened intellect um, that our country suffers from because they are unable to see that we're able to save 24-weekers, mm-hmm. and yet New York or some other states have just come up with the idea that 40 weeks is still plenty of time to end a life. Um, so uh, if, if we could just um, get the conversation started about um, what children can survive, uh, I think that we would be in a much better place as a country. Amen. Go see the movie Unplanned. Yes. Awesome. Yes. It's a wonderful It'll movie. It'll open your eyes. Um, yes. Yes, we were we were at the March for Life in January as a group of doctors, and um, you know, wearing our white coats and marching was a was a wonderful opportunity to witness um, to the fact that doctors do believe uh, life. Uh, you know, our our motto for all doctors is first, do no harm. Amen. Um, Doctor so Joyce, we, we I, I want to th- thank you for your uh, for this conversation, uh, and thank you for your witness yeah. as well. Uh, we appreciate the conversation with you. Coming up, n- coming up next, we'll be talking with Father Thomas Hartman of the Diocese of Sioux Falls about the beauty of beginning the Lord's Passion. Real Presence Live will be right back. Stay right here. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging. Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio gives us an opportunity to sanctify the airwaves, if Mm -hmm. you will. It's all forms of modern communication that we're so used to today. This is one that people again and again tell me how they tune in, you know. So it's at these times where you may be in your car or you maybe have time at your workplace, wherever you are, or in between things at home, um, just tuning into the radio for a little bit. And to think that on an ongoing basis, you know, we're able to talk about Jesus and talk about our faith and extend hope and joy to people as they listen to us. So Real Presence Radio has just been a great blessing to our diocese. And I know people of Duluth and Superior, you know, we have access to Real Presence Radio. But if people's generosity, you know, moves them, they could expand. Other places in our diocese that maybe don't have the reach right yet could. Hello, this is Barbara Brooks from Duluth, Minnesota at St. Benedict's Church. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. 
Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labarade Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166-594. The 34th Annual Bike Race and Ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now, back to the show. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, um, joined by Father Will Thompson, pastor in the Rochester area, as well as Michael Goldsmith. And we are getting closer to the time known as Holy Week. It starts on Palm Sunday, which is coming up here man what is palm sunday all about father thomas hartman of the diocese of sioux falls is going to explain as he reflects on the beauty of the beginning of the lord's passion good morning father thomas hartman good morning how are you i'm doing well yeah thank you excellent well father we're we're blessed to have you on this morning and thanks for coming out coming on the show holy week is just around the corner, which starts with Palm Sunday, as I mentioned. What what is Palm Sunday all about? Yeah, you know, as I was as I was reflecting about that, I was thinking about boy, you know, almost forty days ago, almost forty days ago, we had that Ash Wednesday, right? And it was kind of that kickoff into Lent to, to really get us ready to enter into this season of Lent. You know, Palm Sunday is that day that prepares us to enter into Holy Week. You know. Uh, so as Ash Wednesday is the Lent, Palm Sunday is the Holy Week, and it really prepares us to enter into the Paschal Mystery, you know, Christ's passion, death, and resurrection. Uh, you know, it, it was beautiful just reading the address today uh, that is read at Palm Sunday. It really says a lot to us. You know, it says, Today we gather to herald with the whole Church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's Paschal Mystery, that is to say, of His Passion, and resurrection, for it, was, for it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered into his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps. You know, it's, it's beautiful. So with this whole idea, we herald in, uh, just like the people did that day as they herald him in as he came into Jerusalem, you know, in that triumphant entry. So... But it also, again, not only does it commemorate that moment where he comes into Jerusalem to begin this 
passion, but it also we also go enter into his passion through the reading of the passion that day. And it really so. is a great a great blessing not only to uh, you know acknowledge and remember what was done, but to uh, begin our own journey along with Jesus on this on this day that uh, we often call Palm Sunday. Um, now, when, when we look at just the title, um, why do we call it Palm Sunday? Is it just because people threw down palm branches, or you know, what 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 is there to it? You know, yeah, you know, I mean, the the fact that they threw down these palm branches, but why did they do it? Yeah. You know, that this idea that uh, you know they were really awaiting this this messianic king, right? You know, and so this this Jesus coming in was that just this sign that this. This king was coming that they had their hope placed in, and so this entourage and these people waiting, you know, throwing down those palms was really that significant. And their clothes was, in some cases, like rolling out the red carpet today, right? Right. And so, so they really are welcoming this 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 king in with those palm branches, and so it's really uh, that that welcoming and he- today. And he rode in on a on a donkey to Jerusalem. What's what's the significance of riding into Jerusalem, and, and, and why a donkey? Yeah, you know we do get that. Uh, we do get a little bit uh, that in in Matthew's gospel when they refer to that prophecy from Zechariah. You know, Zechariah says, "Rejoice well, daughter Zion! Shout for joy, daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king will come to you, the just one, the savior. He is poor and riding upon a donkey, and upon a colt." the son of a donkey, you know, so there's this idea that uh, uh, as a king would come in, he would have to ride on on a, an animal that had not been ridden on. Mm. Now, when we think about kings coming into a town, and of course, this being Jerusalem, the Davidic, the, 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 the city of David, you know, we would almost think more like Revelations, like certainly shouldn't he have come in on a white horse, you know, yeah. but instead... Uh, Christ told us that he comes in on this donkey, you know, really kind of a uh, an insignificant animal, or we could say a beast of burden, and yet he chooses to ride in on that. It's just another sign of how much Christ is willing to lower himself. You know, he lowered himself to become man. He's willing to lower himself to, to come in on this on this donkey. You know, so it's, it's really a sign of, uh, again, that he's coming in at King, but yet, what kind of king is he, and what what is he calling his people to be? Father Thomas Hartman from the Diocese of Sioux Falls joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, people treated Jesus like a king on the way into Jerusalem, but I think it's interesting that they then spat on him and taunted him, as we'll see on Good Friday. I find that I treat him the same way sometimes. I think we can all agree uh, that we do the same at, at times. How can I change my my heart, Father, to, to grow closer to Jesus this week? Yeah, you know, I think we, uh, again, we got to, sometimes we we got to trust and think with the mind of the church, right? And I, I think about those three beautiful calls, you know, the fact that the church calls us in this time of prayer, you know, and I think in that prayer, we just have to continually give Christ that invitation to, to come. You know, the Holy Spirit, that inviting that Holy Spirit into our hearts to change it, you know, so that we really are, really are trusting in that in that grace of Christ. And yet, at the same time, you know, there, there's this idea of the, these beautiful liturgies that are taking place. You know, not only uh, Paul Sunday's liturgy is so beautiful with the, 
with the profession and the reading and the passion, but throughout all of Holy Week, you know, to be able to enter into those liturgies that will come forward with the Triduum. But the Church also causes us to fasting, you know, so not only, we got to kind of look at ourselves, and, you know, sometimes we need to take a little control, and fasting helps us to kind of be in touch with ourselves more. And then, of course, the Church calls us to that alms even. You know, sometimes we have to get outside of ourselves. You know, like Christ, maybe we have to lower ourselves a little bit, right, and look to the needs of others. Well, and I, I find sometimes a, a way to uh, kind of come out of myself uh, to is actually to recognize myself in some of the uh, the people in the passion narrative. So, you know, we can think about the disciples. You know, the disciples are with yeah. Jesus throughout uh, this holy week. They're with him there celebrating the Passover. And then when trouble comes, they run. <laughs> They're out. So, uh, so you know, if 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 if, if you know, if any of us feel like that's where we're at, where you know we, we've run away in the difficulty, we've run away when the challenge came, um, how can we use this Holy Week to come back to Jesus? Yeah, yeah, I, I I think that's so beautiful too when you talk about being able to enter into those 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 characters because I was just thinking about you know the the difference between Peter and the apostles uh, versus Judas, you know that. Mm-hmm. That in some cases, you know, they all forsake him and fled, but, but Judas despaired, you know, and the others, they, they, they didn't despair, you know, that some reason they still held on or they still were gathering together after. And, you know, I think how beautiful, uh, this, how beautiful it must have been when the apostles and them heard these words, peace be with you, you know, from Jesus. And I think, those are those words we want to hear. We want to hear, how can I come back? Come back to confession. You know, get to the confessions. There's so many that are probably um, uh, preparing in their parishes for communal penances. You know, we certainly are. There's extra uh, confession time. But I think about how beautiful one of the last sentences, go in peace, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. You know, so really take the opportunity this week, to, if you haven't already, to, to go to the sacrament of reconciliation. And to hear those great words, your sins are forgiven, and go in peace. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, for, for our communal reconciliation at uh, my parish, we use the, you know, one of the kind of institution narratives of the sacrament, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Uh, but that starts with Jesus saying, peace be with you. Uh, and that, that desire that Jesus has to extend peace. How, how do we, you know, that knowledge of the peace that is coming, how do we allow that to prepare our hearts to reflect on Christ's passion. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, that, I think, again, it, it, that acceptance of, of Christ's peace in, in knowing that, um, you know, in all of this, he's, he's doing this for all of us, you know, and that we need to not only receive him in the, in the sacrament of reconciliation, but to know that we can continue to go back and have peace because we have this, Savior who went to such great length, you know, to to forgive us, to show us his love. And, you know, that the love is so powerful that I think in that we have to just draw into this holy week and just, again, reflect. This is the greatest act of love that that mankind can witness, you know, and, and that should bring us, yeah, and to sustain it. Thanks for spending two hours with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Will Thompson and Michael Goldsmith. We've been talking with Father Thomas Hartman of the Diocese of Sioux Falls 
about Palm Sunday. And uh, as we wrap up our conversation, Father, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, you know, I think there are just, uh, I was reading the office of readings for that day, and, you know, St. Andrew of uh, Crete, he just has a little line. He says, so let us spread before his feet, not garments or soulless olive branches, which delight the eyes for a few hours and then wither, but instead ourselves clothed in his grace, or rather completely in him. You know, how beautiful, you know, so as we see those palm branches, remember that let us place ourselves before our Lord that day and give him of our whole selves too. Amen. Thank you, Father Hartman, for joining us today. And that does wrap up another Real Presence Live. But, uh, of course, we will be back. And so we're going to turn it back over to the studio to Aaron. Uh, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's coming up at our next show? Absolutely. We look forward to another great show. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross host tomorrow's show. We know that faith and freedom are two important values we hold as Catholics. But how often, though, do we exercise them in local and state politics? The Fathers will dive into that with Chris Herdebees of the Diocese of Superior about an opportunity to bring faith and freedom to the Wisconsin State Capitol. They will also be ready for your questions about the faith and the world around us during that Collins segment of Straight Talk. Then in the second hour, Matt Ellerkamp from the Bismarck Diocese will guide us on his journey of faith, with a program he went through called Exodus 90. We look forward to that. And gear up for the interview with Father James Cheney and Brian Wilburn of the St. Paul's Newman Center in NDS, at NDSU here in Fargo. On the annual bike race, the battle is raging on. They are ready. Ooh. All this and more, tomorrow's show, we look forward to it. Back to you guys. That's Thursday morning on Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 Central here on the RPR Network. Again, thanks for spending two hours with us here on Real Presence Live. Uh, I'm Matt Wilkham, uh, once again joined by Father Will Thompson and Michael Goldsmith. Maybe some parting thoughts, gentlemen? Father? Father? No, I'm just excited about Holy Week coming up and hope that our, our listeners will not only consider attending uh, our Holy, the Holy Week and especially the Triduum liturgies, the Chrism Mass, uh, but inviting others to come along with, to share that witness of uh, the power of Holy Week in your own lives. Absolutely. Michael? Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Yeah. Tell, some, tell a friend. Join us on, on uh, RPR Radio. That's how we build community. Yeah, exactly. Catholic, Catholic Radio is, I say, a tide that lifts all boats. And Amen. so the more people who are involved in it, the better the Catholic community is as a whole. And that benefits our society, our culture, both locally and nationally. Globally, it's a win-win-win all right. over the place. <laughs> Share your story. Tell other people what, what it does for you. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. This has been a production of the Real Presence Radio Network. May God bless your Holy Week. Amen. Beginning with Palm Sunday. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. 
And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network.